0: Welcome to the Everything Aesthetics Podcast, designed to help you unlock the secrets of building and sustaining a successful medical spa. This episode is brought to you by Derm Aesthetic Consulting, a company dedicated to helping owners, managers, and providers build and sustain a successful med spa business or aesthetic career. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Lisa Jenks and Ashley A.J. James. Welcome back to Everything Aesthetics, where AJ and myself, Dr. Lisa, help you unlock the secrets to a successful medical spa business. We are so excited to have you here today. And today we're going to talk about... um some ways that you can increase your med spa revenue. So take it away, AJ. Yeah, this is my
1: favorite, favorite topic because when owners reach out to us and want to grow their practice, that's really the number one question they have is how can I grow my revenue? And my response is sales training sales training, sales training, sales training, um, which is really just education. So um, this is the fastest way, the best way to guarantee that you're going to grow your business um, by investing in your team and making sure that they have all the tools they need to educate their customers. So the number one reason or the number one where area of where sales training should be implemented would be with your receptionist. Which I think so many med spas don't even think oh, about. Yeah. Oh yeah, how many times have you called called a place of business and it's, hi, thank you for calling the med spa. How's your, can I help you? And uh, it's just, no, you don't sound like somewhere I want to go. <laughs> no, <laughs> They're not engaged. They're not upbeat. They're not bubbly. They just sound like they hate their job. And, and you ask them a
0: question and they don't know the answer and or, they don't try and yeah. find the answer. Or any. how many
1: times have you been like, oh, hello, thanks for calling the med spa. Oh, yeah, can you grab a, yeah. No, you're talking to another customer. You're distracted. The caller is now annoyed. These are all big no-nos when it comes to your reception, but so many offices do this, and they don't realize this is these are no-nos in the industry. So your receptionist needs to be engaged. They need to be educated. They need to be bubbly and outgoing. They need to love their job or at least fake it till they make it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so they're the face of your industry. They really are. And it's really your first impression after they get past your website. So after they've found you on, online, they're now calling you, and if your receptionist sounds like a monotone, somebody who doesn't like their job, they're not going to come to you. So um, invest in the sales training with your receptionist. Um, your first impression really, honestly, is your only opportunity to earn that business. It's your first impression. So um, making sure that they're educated, um, making sure that they know the treatments that you're offering and can answer effective questions.
0: Yes. Yes. They need to sound excited. And they also need to sound, they need to sell the business. I know that for Genesis, a lot of people who call me, uh, I'm in Colorado Springs in case the listeners, you don't know that yet about me. <laughs> I have a medical spa in Colorado Springs and a lot of people who call are a little bit nervous about coming to a medical spa. Right. And I uh, train my receptionists to put them at ease by saying things like, Dr. Jenks has been doing this for over 15 years. You are going Mm -hmm. to love her. She's going to answer all of your questions. She's going to make this so comfortable for you instead of just saying, when can I book your appointment?
1: Right. Or I am so excited to meet you in person. I can't wait to see what we're able to do for you instead of, you know, this treatment is $100 and we're we're. We're available next Thursday. I can't wait for you to come in. It looks like our first availability is next Thursday. We're so eager and excited to meet you. Um, thank you for the opportunity to work with you. I mean, again, going back to thanking your customer for the business or
0: asking them for the business, your receptionist should be doing this every single time. When AJ and I go in uh, and we help med spa owners on site, one of the things that we make sure the receptionist is doing is, as soon as it is appropriate, asking for the caller's name mm-hmm. so that then your receptionist can go forward calling that person by their first name, which, again, puts them at ease, creates a sense of a familiarity, a friendliness. Well, it's building a relationship, too. They're not just a caller
1: now. Now you're calling them by name. But also, you know, if they don't book with you, then you now going back to the follow up that we talked about in the last episode, you can now call that person back and say, hi, Susie, you reached out to us yesterday. I was wondering if you thought any more about booking with us and what can I do to to make you comfortable? What can I do to earn your business? I'd love to work with you. Something just simple like that, having their name, having their phone number. Yes. And very helpful.
0: Another thing that um, we help med spas think through is putting uh, callers on hold. Oh, yes. Obviously, all of us have been put on hold, and it's uh, usually annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and while we all understand that it sometimes has to happen, we help med spas come up with solutions of, of making that happen very infrequently and for short periods of time. And for example, an easy solution is to have a doorbell up at the reception desk. Desk that goes back to the esthetician's office or the office manager or whoever. If the receptionist is having to put somebody on hold, she rings that doorbell, and somebody in the esthetician's office knows that they need to go over and pick that hold up and resume the conversation. Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, there. Let's, you know. now that we're on the subject, let's talk about reception no-nos. I mean, we've already talked about don't be distracted when you answer the phone. No. When that phone is picked up, it, that customer is your only person that you should be talking to. Don't be trying to check somebody else out or schedule another appointment or talking to somebody else in the reception area. Your caller deserves that undivided attention. If you're not giving that to them, then that's that's just going to tell them that when they come into your office, maybe you're not giving them the undivided attention. And being on hold, how long is it appropriate for someone to be placed on hold? Oh, you might have stumped me. I'm going to say 30 seconds. It is 30 seconds. Yes. <laughs> Actually, yes, you are right on. And if you are not able to get back to your caller within 30 seconds... You're going to have to change that. Honestly, 15 to 30 seconds is the absolute max that someone should be on hold. Um, Do you know how fast someone should pick up the phone when it rings? Before the third ring. Absolutely correct. Yes. I don't understand that one, Lisa, when callers don't pick up the phone right away. Ringing and ringing yes. and ringing. I don't understand it. Yes.
0: It makes you think that the business doesn't want your business.
1: I actually had an owner one time tell me that they, they like the phone to ring because it makes the customer think that they're busy. No. And no, it, mm-hmm. it just sounds like they're unorganized.
0: So, and you know, the receptionist is not only critically important on the phone. They are critically important the moment that the client walks through the door. Right. You know, they need to be able to stand up. Hi. And
1: be expecting that customer to come. Greet them by name. Hi, Susie. I always use the name Susie. Hi, <laughs> Susie. We're, we're so happy that you joined us today. Are you checking in for your appointment? Please have a seat and I'd be happy to get you a, you know, a cup of coffee or a water while, while we get you checked in. Um, you know, I
0: read a study once that, um, I'm probably going to mess the details up a little bit, but they had people come in and they were, they had to wait before they were checked in to a spa. And one group of people was greeted immediately when they walked through the door. Hello, I will be right with you. And the receptionist was busy doing something else. It was mm-hmm. obvious she was busy. The other group was not verbally greeted when they walked through the door. Both groups were then um, checked in 60 seconds later the group that was greeted upon questioning said that they had had to wait 30 seconds. The group that was not greeted said they had to wait two minutes. So your perception, the moment you walk through the door, even if you do have to ask a client to wait, that's okay. Just still acknowledge them. As long as you acknowledge them and greet them and let them know that you're aware that they're there.
1: That's interesting. You know, and and that alone with just... Being able to have an upbeat conversation with your customer, um, I, I cannot stress enough that if your receptionist is just not friendly or if they're acting like they don't like their job, if they're monotone, I, I mean y- – it just isn't very attractive to your potential customer on the other line. No. Customer service, you know, I think to some people it's it's very easy. It's, you know, it it's kind of like common sense, you know. How is your day going? Thank you so much for calling. Is, you know, may I place you on hold and actually waiting for the customer to say yes or no rather than please hold click. Yes. Um these are just little things that are so simple to do that but if they're not done can really affect the overall perception of your business. So taking the time to provide that customer care and you know, this is this is actually an area that a lot of businesses struggle with. That's why we are so busy with our phone training
0: services is mm-hmm. because a lot of people need it. Yes, yes. A lot of people. It doesn't come naturally to a right. lot of people. I think another area that medical spa owners uh, sometimes ignore is the education on the spa services to the receptionist. They think right. that the receptionist doesn't really need to know uh the details about The CO2 ablative uh, laser, or uh, the difference between Botox and Dysport. But in fact, she is often the one that gets a huge number of questions. Absolutely. And if you don't know how to, if
1: your receptionist is not answering those questions correctly, or at least giving the the caller an idea of what they can expect during the treatment, that can make you look unprofessional. It can make you look unexperienced and uneducated. Um, So it's, it's crucial to your business to make sure that. Your your front office staff who's answering the phone can effectively answer questions correctly.
0: And it can also lead to unhappy clients because if the receptionist, if, for example, somebody calls and says, I want to book a laser to get rid of my brown spots and the receptionist books with the wrong laser treatment. Correct. And the client gets an inappropriate service. You're going to have unhappy clients on your right, on your hands. Right. So, an easy way to grow your revenue is just to make sure that your
1: front office staff is properly trained and really empowering them with the sales training to do an effective job with your customers. Um, that is one of the things that we can do for you. Um, it it is an easy, easy way to grow your revenue, and, and it's just it's simple customer service. It's just taking those little extra tips and tricks and time with your customer and your caller um, that will earn you business. More business,
0: actually. Absolutely. And in addition to sales training for receptionists, I think all too many med spa owners sometimes feel as though the providers automatically know a sales training, that they know how to upsell. And in our experience, that's not no, often true. Doctors
1: are very good at medicine, but they are not always good at talking about money or finances or sales. And, you know, that makes sense because typically, you know, physicians come out of an environment where the insurance companies are the ones that deal with all of this. So when physicians open up a med spa and now they have to talk about cash revenue, it's very uncomfortable for them. And So, you know, there is a finesse. There is a process. Um, one of the things that, that Lisa and I teach on is the consultation. So one-on-one consultation is a proven, uh, step-by-step process that we've developed over our combined 30 years of experience on how to conduct a proper consultation that results in making sure that your customers are educated, making sure that you are earning their, their trust and their loyalty by providing them education on your business. Um, um, developing effective treatment plans and then being able to talk about prices, maybe even talk about concessions instead of discounts. Um, and, you know, effectively just being able to close your deals. And if you can't do that, if you, if you cannot talk about money, if you cannot talk about how much your customer is going to be investing in the services, you're going to have a problem. So sales training is, is crucial if you want to grow your business.
0: And as um those of you who have listened to us in the past have heard me say, I love watching AJ when we're on site uh, <laughs> teach people how to do effective consultations because there really is a protocol that we have established that can be very, very successful. And it needs to be followed. You need to um, qualify yourself and tell the patient why right. you're recommending, what you're recommending. Right.
1: Every time that someone comes in for a consultation, you have to pretend like they have no information about you, even though we know that nowadays your consumer has already researched you and has been researching you, has been on your website, has probably called you a couple times before they actually come into your office. But you never want to assume that they know who you are. But what I always say the the first step in a consultation is your right to sell. This is the first step um, in conducting a consultation, and I call it your right to sell because this is where you're educating your customers. That's basically giving you the authority to properly recommend treatments that are going to achieve their goals. And so, this is where you educate your customer on who you are, what your licenses are, what your your training has been, um, how long your business has been around, if you're an award winning business, what those awards were given to you for, um, and and really just. What your business does, what you're passionate about, why your services are the best. And, you know, your consultation has to start there. It's kind of your intro to the consultation, is what I like to say. But, This is the moment that, honestly, your customers are going to decide if they're going to do business with you. It really has nothing to do with your services, I'll be honest.
0: Uh, Right.
1: Because if a customer is taking the time to come in, they've already decided that they're going to have something done. This is essentially your interview on if they're going to give you the business. So they have to like you. They have to trust you. And so your right to sell is the first step in every consultation. Because if you can't get through this, if you can't earn their business just by talking to them about who you are and your experience, then they're they're not going to come to you regardless.
0: There are plenty of places in town that can do IPL just as good as your place. Exactly. And you
1: may not be the cheapest. You may not be the most expensive. But you know what? If they like you and they trust you, they're going to spend that extra You know, amount with you because they want the quality, they want the sincerity, they want the experience. So, um, teaching the consultation process is, is a huge. I mean, that's one of our bigger seminar mm-hmm. requests, um, mm-hmm. and we can help you do that. But your consultation is, you know, when you want to grow your business, if you want to expand, when when med spa owners come to us and say, I need help, I want to grow my revenue. These are two of the areas that we really focus on, your receptionist and then your consultation process. What's that look like?
0: Let's talk about how we can get um, staff to upsell a little bit. Yeah, upselling and is important. And that's sort of a negative you. term. Sometimes uh, people are <laughs> uncomfortable with the word selling. Yeah, I don't want to be with pushy. The car industry. Yes. I don't
1: want them to get mad at me. They're here for a facial. They don't she want me to look talk. Like she can afford that, right? She doesn't want to talk during her treatment. Um, The reality of it is this is what they're coming to you for. So they need your advice. They need your expertise. And quite honestly, it's your job to give them those tools. Mm -hmm. So if you have a customer that's coming in for a microneedling treatment and there's an opportunity where you can enhance their results with a good medical grade product, you need to recommend that and you need to educate them on that. And yes, that is upselling, but I want you to look at it more of educating your customer on how to enhance their
0: results. Solving their problems. Right. Getting to a... know that they will get better results if they use that product during the series of microneedling. So why would you not offer them that product. Right. And you want your customer to come back to you. I mean, this is a
1: relationship. So, you know, I always joke around that as amazing as I am with skin, you know, I call myself your fairy skin mother. I don't have a magic wand that can be poof, you're perfect. (laughs) It's an ongoing process. It's like the gym. You go to the gym, you work out, you have to put the time in. You have to go to your skincare professional and put the time in there. And so one facial or one microneedling treatment or one CO2 laser is not going to fix everything forever. So you have to educate your customers. You have to get them to come back. Next time I'd like to work on this or Susie. Here we go again with Susie. (laughs) Susie, I'm noticing some telangiectasia. Has this been something that's bothering you? We can treat that. Just little things, pointing things out, educating your customers, but upselling is a big part of growing your business.
0: It has to be. Some ways that um, we have found successful for doing that are to help spa owners combine services. So, for example, if somebody does decide that they want to have a CO2, they don't just get a CO2, they get a facial two weeks before that in order to prep their skin. And then they get a facial three to four weeks afterwards to help with exfoliation and moisturizing. And that comes as a package. And again, that increases your revenue. But more importantly, it improves the outcome and the results for the client. Right.
1: It's an overall better treatment plan. We're not in the business to just one and done. I mean, that would be amazing if we could just have a magic wand. But it is a process. treatment plan. And the combo treatments is an excellent way not only to boost your revenue, but to,
0: again, yeah, give better results
1: to your customers.
0: Or adding products in with laser packages. And it's just included in the price. The client doesn't get the option of not buying the product but it also that's a safety net too because that almost ensures that your customers are
1: using the right products and the better quality products post-treatment rather than going to Walgreens exactly and, and using you know Cetaphil or Neutrogena
0: before we, um, wind up today's episode on increasing revenue, why don't we talk about memberships a little bit? You know, I was hoping you were going to
1: bring this up because this is, this is another area that I really love. So, um, you know, like I had shared in one of our other episodes, I have opened up multiple clinics throughout my career. And in my very, very early days, I was open during the last economic crash in 2007. And, man, that was hard. And I needed to figure out a way to bring in consistent revenue. But that was also budget savvy for my customer. And at the time, I started thinking about what was going to be something that I could sacrifice to have good skincare. And I was a coffeeholic then, just like I am now. And my Starbucks was, you know, five something a day. And so I came up with a membership program, and my motto was, for the cost of your daily coffee, you can have beautiful skin. And it was huge. I called it the Skin Gym, nice. and within, I think it was four months, I had 200 memberships, and I charged $99 for it, and that covered my revenue. That covered my overhead every single month. Mm-hmm. And the Skin Gym became very, very busy, very, very popular, and, and I had that membership program for a very, very long time. But membership... Memberships are a great way to boost your revenue because not only are you getting that little chunk of revenue every month, but you're getting opportunities yes, every yes. single month. You're getting that customer in your doors, in your chair every single month. You're getting that opportunity to, to keep in touch with them, to see yes. what's going on, to to address problems before they become worse. And I mean, that's where most of our revenue comes from is our memberships.
0: yes. Yes. Uh, We have a very successful membership program at Genesis that's called the Skin Fitness Club. And as AJ says, not only is it a, a steady stream of monthly income, but that means my estheticians are touching that client once a month and letting them know about the specials that are coming up and yeah. and seeing what new concerns, finding out that their daughter's getting married in four months. Right. Well, then we better... Uh, start doing some other things here to get you ready for that big right. event. It's a wonderful opportunity. Well, and I like that you said touch points because, you know, my sales background,
1: you know, it takes six touch points to really transition a customer. So your memberships is an opportunity. You may only be getting that $100 a month or that $150 a month. But like you just said, it's it's not a matter of if they're ready, it's going to be a matter of when they're ready. So if you're touching them every single month, then when they're ready – For that, you know, more aggressive treatment, or they're ready for that series of microneedling, or they're ready for that body contouring treatment because of that wedding that's in four months, they're going to come to you, because you have that relationship already, but because you've also been touching them every single month. Yes. So that memberships are a great way to increase your revenue um, and and that it continues as each year goes by with your business. You're going to get more and more memberships, but you're also earning more loyal customers. And you're again, you hear me say this a lot. You're building relationships because people purchase with people. Yes.
0: We (sighs) so
1: appreciate you joining us. Yes. That was one of my favorite ones. I love talking about sales. I love growing revenue. (laughs) <laughs> I'm
0: a hustler and you've you've done a great job <laughs> at it in multiple business once again, this is Everything Aesthetics, a podcast where we help you unlock the secrets to owning and building a successful medical spa. And if you have any questions, any comments, feel free to reach out to us. Tell them how to find us, AJ. Uh, you can email us at hello
1: at com. And that's Aesthetic with an A. With an a. <laughs> um, You can find us on social media at dermaesthetic-consulting, where we have information on how to contact us. Us, or you can call us at eight three three four DAC now. That's four D A C N O W
0: and we'd be happy to answer any of your questions. Join us for our next podcast where we're going to talk about a little bit more about how you can increase your revenue. We're going to talk about the fortune being in the follow-up. Yes, and be a great one. touch on how to motivate staff a little bit. So we hope that you will tune in. See you next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Everything Aesthetics, brought to you by Durham Aesthetic Consulting. The ideas stated in this podcast are not meant to guarantee success for any individual business and no warranties regarding the advice in this podcast are implied. We hope you will join us again soon.